Critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. And it is Wednesday. I don't know if you guys know what that means. Hmm. But it's time for the Doc G Show. That's right. Yes! Ringing in another month. It's April, guys. Oh. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. I'm here, baby. I'm here. Shout-outs to my cousin over there. Shout-outs to Justin's cousin, who is joining us in the studio today. Yes! He doesn't yeah, have a micro man. microphone over there, but it's okay. He said he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. That's right. Telepathic. Presence. It's impressive. Also, another person that is telepathic, Mr. Dave Burles, Berlin. What's up, MFers? Oh, he's in the deacon spirit right there. He is in the deacon spirit. deacon. They'll learn. He knows he's coming on the show. That's who we've got. I'm very excited. But something else very exciting happened this past weekend, gentlemen. That'd be Easter. Oh, oh, you're right. It did happen. Yes. Did you Easter go any happened. Easter egg hunting? Yes, of course. The golden egg. Nice. Nope. I s- celebrate that. Did you hide some in your beard? Mm. Ooh, I never thought about that. Maybe that's Robin's a... eggs. You couldn't see them in there. That's, Just that's oh god. So couldn't even see them in there. Weird. <laughs> it's are the, a... ro- are, are the Robin's eggs the candy ones? They're the yeah, the little Ooh. teeny ones. Yeah, yeah. the little mm-hmm. teeny teeny ones. Religious holiday. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Character folks may have heard of. Jesus, folks. he guy, uh, yeah. he rose from the dead, um, and we celebrate this reincarnation with colorful eggs and a giant rabbit. Wait, what? Yeah, right. I don't know where the rabbit comes from. Well, are you about to tell us? I did a little legwork, guys. Oh, Sweet. Thank goodness I kept you around. That's right. That's right. So well, Christmas, first of all, pretty weird, obviously. Yes. Santa <coughs> Claus. That doesn't really line up with the actual uh, holiday either, but. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, Easter's a little bit even more weird than than with the, Santa with Claus. The gigantic bunny, giant bunny man. So mm-hmm. apparently, the Easter bunny first arrived in America in the 1700s as Osterhaus. That's early. Osterhaus, a story about a giant rabbit that lays colorful eggs. From where else? Germany. Mm-hmm. That's right. The Germans brought it over, and they were like, hey, we're going to keep this tradition going in America. Oh. That's right. There's no really, it's a weird, just, it was a pagan tradition that went on through time in Why Germany. Why a bunny, though? Why exactly. Not, wondering where the Why Germans not a like, giant yeah. bird? Yeah, something that actually lays eggs. Nope. That's what the Germans went with, was a bunny. Bunnies are mammals. That's a fact. You would think, you would think that a crazy story like that wouldn't be accepted alongside a religious holiday like Easter mm-hmm. in America, you would think that, that everybody else in the country would be like, what? Not in the sanctity of our religion. But they were like, sure, why not? <laughs> that sounds good. Can we also wear colorful, colorful hats at church? We can. Like that. Good. Can the eggs hide candy? Nice. Let's add that too. There wasn't really any resistance whatsoever. It's pretty impressive. Guys, I haven't lost the meaning of this show. Oh. Do you know what the meaning of this show is? Nope. Good vibrations. Hmm. I don't know. I was going to say to knock people's pants off. Wait, what? I think your guys' explanation is the meaning of this show, which is to waste about an hour and a half of everyone's (laughs) day that's involved. It's just a guess. (laughs) Yes! 
Are you ready to fire it up, guys? Yeah, I'm ready. Fire it up, fire man. Fire it up, baby. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. All right, we've got an awesome show today, as I alluded to earlier. Yes. yes, we've got producer turned rapper, The Deacon. The Deacon. With his hit songs, MFR. Wait, what? And Call Me Michael Jackson. Woo! Yeah, straight from down south, 305, guys. Straight out oh, of Carroll City. You ever, you ever rolled through Carroll City? No. It's fairly rough. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's right beside... Uh, that's why I try to avoid it. It's right beside Dolphin Stadium, you know, the Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, yes, I have, the I have been, there. been there. Yeah. I've passed through there. If you we went through, through some there. areas that you were like, hmm, I'd rather not stop at the stoplight, yep. you were probably in Carroll City at that mm-hmm. time. I, I think I think the deacon would agree with me. Have you been through Carroll City? Because I, I know you're from down there. I have multiple times. Yeah. Wow, you are. I uh, hardened. Uh, a Rick, hardened individual. Rick Ross is also from Carroll City. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. Nice. Andre Johnson, his god brother, is also from wow. Carroll City. He's just that name dropping scary. now. Bam, bam. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm done dropping everything. But we're gonna we're gonna be talking to him. We're gonna play some songs throughout. Obviously, very Still. excited. Uh, he's gonna be on the show a little bit later. But let's get to it, guys. Come on, man. Let's get to the birthday suit. Oh, birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Born on April 4th, 1928 in St. Louis, Missouri, Marguerite Annie Johnson was her name at birth. Oh. As a child, she was sexually abused by her mother's boyfriend, and as a result, she became mute for nearly five years. Golly. It was during this time that she developed a love for reading and writing. Hmm. In the 50s, the 1950s, she became a performer singing and dancing, and the management team convinced her to go by her performing name with her husband's last name. In the 60s, she became heavily involved in the civil rights, befriending both Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. And at the end of the 60s, she wrote her first autobiography called I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Later, she appeared in the miniseries Roots. She wrote a tremendous amount of poetry, including her poem On the Pulse of the Morning, which she read at the inauguration of Bill Clinton. Oh. She was awarded the Presidential Dude. Freedom Award from Barack Obama. That name is like... Name that birthday suit wearer. It's a poet? A poet. It is. It's is a... it Maya Angelou? Yes, that's it. Dude. Dude. There it is. Killing it, man. Maya Damn. Angelou. She's... She sadly died in 2014, but it is Man, her rest birthday. Rest her soul. Yes, it is her birthday. Her most famous autobiography being, I Know Why the Cage Bird that, Sings. The bird thing, I kind of... Yeah. Was what, yep. mm-hmm. That was like the prime... That was prime Maya right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Prime Maya. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's right. Happy birthday. Prime Maya. To Maya. All right, guys. Are you ready for some headline ripping? Yeah, let's rip it, baby. Let's rip it. And now, the news. All right, let's fire up this ripped headlines with a solid drug story. Woohoo! Nice, nice. Fellas, Your favorite. Uh, my favorite. There's another one coming up. Yes! Uh, <laughs> fellas, have you heard of spice? Hmm. Uh, yes. Synthetic marijuana. Yeah. Old spice? What? No. Synthetic marijuana. Uh, I didn't try smoking old spice. <laughs> 
That might give you cancer, I'd say. <laughs> I've probably. tried it. Wait, what? Uh, it's bad. Yeah. Swagger, baby. Swagger. It's a good smell. It's not as good as That's Aqua Reef. Right we oh, use, I use Aqua it. Reef's good I, too. I've been using Aqua it. Aqua Reef I've used since 2002. Oh, you have a can wow. in your office? Yeah, man. that's right. That is right. Anyways, back to synthetic <laughs> marijuana. <Man>. Officials <laughs> in Illinois are pl- uh, are pleading with people not to take synthetic marijuana. Yeah! They've been doing this since March 7th. Because since March 7th, there have been 22 users of synthetic marijuana that have been sent to the hospital for bleeding from their eyes and ears. Oh, what? that's scary as I've heck, heard weird man. stories off of that stuff, but I've never heard anything like yeah. that. Yeah, first time I heard about spice, but I don't want. I don't like it. They sell <laughs> it in like gas stations and stuff. Wait, they sell it in gas stations? Uh, well, like where it, it's in illegal? a lot of states. Yeah, in a lot of states that haven't been uh, that are still legal. Yes. Ah. Uh, the Illinois Department of Public Health issued a statement to Tuesday warning anyone who experiences bleeding or bruising after using synthetic marijuana to seek medical attention. That would be a real downer to a drug use experience. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey guys, try this. Hey, something feels hey, funny I'm tr- up here. I'm what's, tripping balls, man. What's going on up here? Oh, there's am I crying? Blood <laughs> Is coming that real out or of am your I just tripping? Eyes. Ew. Apparently, they expect uh, these 22 folks that went to the hospital. They have a form of vitamin K deficiency. That's that's what causes the uh, the, the bleeding blood from tears. the ears and the eyes. So uh, yeah, avoid that. For everybody out there, or avoid just get that. Some vitamin K, I guess, right? <laughs> or, or settle or, your vitamin <laughs> deficiency. Either or one. you do your drugs. <laughs> Guys, you know I'm gonna follow that drug story up with another one with a parenting story. Oh. Uh, hmm. Guys, you remember when I told you the story about a guy who had a baby that he gave uh, vaping liquid to? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the baby started to make seizing? her to, to sleep. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know another thing to add to that list that you shouldn't feed your baby? Hmm. Alcohol. PCP. Oh, PCP. Oh, Drug story <laughs> covered oh, in a parenting story. PCP. Yeah, you know me. Uh, yes, exactly. OPP. You know. Uh, Kansas woman and her three children are in the hospital after she fed her kids PCP. Wait, what? Guys. PCP. PCP? Yeah, which which drug is that? It's a strong hallucinogen. It either calls you to go into dysphoria or euphoria. Holy it's really a 50-50 split. The way they explain it, I've never uh, experienced this, obviously, but mm-hmm. apparently it's either like you go to super happy town or super sad town and paranoiaville. Oh, man. That doesn't sound worth it. Yeah, no, not really. It's like a 50-50 chance. Just rolling dice. Plus, it, it raises your, your temperature extremely. Like, you get a like crazy fever while you're on it. It's, it's wild, apparently. Hmm. Don't do uh, drugs, kids. But apparently, she made the simple mistake. Right? Oh, he, oh, simple. Pills or something. Simple, simple mistake. mistake. She thought it was vanilla extract. What? Right? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. shoot. True, now, true. now, at first, I thought she was just giving her, her kids drops of vanilla extract, Ew. which I was like, well, she should be jailed for that. That's As well. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? But then I found out later in the story, she was making French toast for her children. And she thought vanilla it was extract, French vanilla. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you need man. that for uh, the, the batter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she says, the mother says, a family member's ex-boyfriend was a drug user who used to live with them, so it was probably his. <laughs> and I was like, why did that drug user 
put it in the kitchen he left to be mistook yeah. for vanilla extract. Good prank. Good prank. Come on, guys. Gotcha. Prank. April Fool's. Gotcha, losers. <laughs> You're in the hospital and possibly dead. <laughs> they live. They live. Justin, do you need a summer job? Hmm. I don't think so. Dave, summer job. My summer job is I, doing this show, man. I got enough like jobs. <laughs> awesome. You need a job in the summer? Well, I, maybe. You to do. get a couple extra hours. I've got an idea. There's a job opening in Rhode Island. Word. Sounds pretty good. That's too far. It's a lifeguard position. Oh, I could do uh, that. Right? Yep. It's mm-hmm. for a campground. Mm-hmm. It requires that the lifeguard have excellent communication skills and the yeah. ability to work as part of a team. Mm. Check and Sounds. check. Sounds like yeah. the normal just, stuff. Normal just stuff. send your resume to Dwyer Woods Nudist Campground. Oh, mm. nice. New Sign beach. me up. So, Dave, if you want to wear a bathing suit, that's fine. If, if you not, don't want to, that's fine. Sweet. It's up to you. I'll just wear a red like headband that Dave has is, the cross yeah, on exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. You're probably the most qualified out of all of yep. those. Definitely. Too. I am. Dang, I told Dave how I tried to go all the way up to lifeguard and was such a bad swimmer N- no nope no Sucks. take lessons from this the guy. whole the whole for treading treading, oh, water treading. Yep. treading water with the bricks treading water with bricks every oh god i sunk like a stone every single uh, time it was <laughs> bad get your bad. buoyancy up loser i'm <laughs> Wait, what? That's all it is, is your buoyancy. You got buoyancy issues, bro. Just need to get more fat on my body so I can Man. float. Yep. Come do on, now. Do what you now. need to do, loser. Jeez. Guys. Is this like a... It's not obviously not kids. It's like old, like it's couples, every, yeah. like retreat. Well, let's be honest. Most nudist I areas... I hope there's no kids Because well, you here. said it was like a kid. Well, it's, he actually, the, the uh, manager of the whole campground said it is a family environment. Oh, Woo! So I don't know if there actually are families of nude folks what? walking around because that's something I don't want to share with my dad and mom. Nope. More like but, family making environments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Guys, you ever been to Houston? Yes. No. Okay. We have a problem? Well, Houston's we <laughs> got a new statue. A 21,000 pound stainless steel sculpture called The Cloud Column. Hell yeah! Column. It was made by ar- artist Anish Kapoor. Hmm. Does it, that name sound familiar? Nope. Anish Kapoor. Do, do I think we talk he about was this in my before? graduating it's, class. Yeah, it, he was the valedictorian. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little... If so, you're really old, Dave. Way oh. older than me. Hey, that's it, old. Exactly. It's <laughs> the same dude that made Chicago's Cloud Gate. Better known as the Bean. Oh, oh. that's right. Okay. So you know the imitation by Houston was not seen as flattery by Chicago. Nope. They did not like. Oh, they didn't like that. The Houston was getting a bean-like structure because it's very similar. Yeah. It yeah. basically looks like the Bean, but a little smaller. Vertical. Okay. Ah, just like they turned it up. It's a column. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kim Jansen of Chicago was the first to address this in a uh, written form Mm -hmm. in the uh, Chicago, I think it was Tribune. I don't have it listed anymore, but I think it was the Tribune. Mm -hmm. Unoriginal fourth place Houston, because they're fourth place in population, behind Chicago in third place. Unoriginal fourth place Houston gets its own bean sculpture, dot, 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 whatever. Yeah! 
period. If being surrounded by culturalist abyss insufficiently communicates to confused tourists that they are in Houston, the bean's verticality will therefore act as an additional reminder of their poor life choices. Wow. End quote. This sounds like a Facebook rant. Wow. (laughs) They really, and apparently this is, they went, a bunch of Chicagoans and Houstonites went back and forth at each other. Oh, that's awesome. Just, just. Throwing Houstonites. Just I like that. Throwing, throwing insults at each other about their city. And apparently Houston is positioned to pass Chicago as the third ranked most populous city. Whoa. Which side are you guys choosing? Chicago or Houston? Hmm. I'm on Houston's side. Dang. It's like an East Coast, West Coast battle. Wait, what? That's more like more north, mid, south, mid, okay. mid. But they're, <laughs> they're just... Just go with the West. All right. Um, I'll go with Chicago. They're the OGs. Okay. I'll I'll let you guys know who I'm backing uh, after this week once I see how many listens we got from each one of those cities. And whoever gave us the most listens, I'm backing that city. True, true. My guess is zero for zero. (laughs) 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 So I'll be neutral in this. Uh, Dang it. Guys, did you ever fail a class in high school? Nope. No. No, neither did I. But um what would you one. what would you have had to have done if you failed a class, most likely? No, Summer do the work, school. man. Oh, like what? Florida virtual. You, oh. you would have had to repeat like remediation. It in some form. Yeah, yes. Some type of remediation. Yes. Advisement would need to step in and they would tell you what class to repeat or what to do, right? Apparently they sometimes forget that in San Francisco. Especially at Washington High School in San Francisco. A uh, Latino student. That's all they told us. What? They just gave mm, us the that's ethnicity. The only, why does it that's, have to be a Latino? That's, that's uh, the only thing they gave of me. Of course. Wow. Recently applied for gradua- uh, congra- graduation. Graduation. He was a senior, but he couldn't graduate. You know why? Because hmm. he failed. Every class he'd ever taken in high school. Wow. Wait, how did he even get through That's to the point of graduation? No one stopped him from <laughs> ninth to twelfth grade. They're like, just let this kid F- through so we can get him out of here. Every class. F. Sweet. Every class. They didn't find this out until he went to the student went to the Booker T. Washington Success Center where they are required to give it a a transcript before they enroll in the career readiness program. I've got a couple questions. The first one is, this guy failed every single course, but then he was dedicated enough to go to the career services center to be like, I'm ready. He said, no one needs our GED now. Let me me get ready now. He failed every single class, and no one... How do you fail every single one? Even like PE. Yeah, he, he, I wonder what he did. But it's he, impressive that he like didn't do anything in high school, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm ready for a job." Now. Like, I yeah, I got to be honest because there there are a lot of classes in high school where I pretty much did zero, nothing, huh. and yeah, I still got, got a. I still got like a B or an A in them, yeah. And this is F. F all the way impressive. around, all the way. Impressive, man. Probably doing a lot of spice and PCP. Wait, what? And how does <laughs> how does someone not along the way step in and be like, hey, what's going on? But by, by the way, you failed every single class. You or like what? Jim, the last. Three they let years. him keep on going. Yeah, <laughs> and like that, you know, like they were in the administration office, just like somebody should tell him. 
I don't want to tell him. You don't. He might freak out. I don't. Nah, I just let him go. He seems he'll get it together. Student. Yeah, a Latino student. That's all. Remember, male or a woman? Or yeah, male or woman. All right, guys. Once again, we've got a story from the Panhandle. From the Panhandle. Ooh, okay. From Walton County. It's pretty pretty country in this this area. Yep. Aaron Clark was cruising down a county-maintained country road Mm -hmm. on a four-wheeler with two other fellas on their Mm four-wheelers. Cops saw them, pulled them over on their four-wheelers. Two of the four-wheelers stopped. Aaron said no and sped off. But he came back to the traffic stop and started driving around the cops in circles. What Donuts around cops. Of course, while he was doing this, he was saying, come and get me, bro. Come and get me. <laughs> and mm. on top, I'm just using that accent. I don't know. He could have had a New York accent. It I have no idea. It wasn't that Wait, what? Come on. That could have been Aaron Clark's accent. You don't know. Anyways. Hurry. He also had a brew in his hand, of course. Cool. Drinking a beer. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And so the cops just sort of looked at him. He didn't care. And at then all. went back to the other people that they were already arresting. Mm-hmm. And they asked those folks, hey, who was that? And they told him, Aaron Clark. Oh. And so they went to his residence where they found the four wheeler sitting outside <laughs> in the driveway. And they went in. And they charged him. Gotcha, bro. With fleeing and attempting to elude reckless driving. <laughs> he later told deputies he did not remember the incident due to being intoxicated. Nice. <laughs> Having spice in his system. And you're like, that's solid. You don't remember any of that. And you were the on driving that, on, on the, the road for how long? That's solid. Sweet. All right, guys, we're gonna take a musical break. We are gonna hear from our guest, the Deacon. With Call Me Michael Jackson. Just call me Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Lights, camera, action. They love me like Michael Jackson. I got a pretty young thing with a big booty butt. I run with you, I'm off the wall. Don't stop till you get enough. So you wanna be starting something? Ain't no talking or asking. Then I bend that pussy over and beat that bitch like Joe Jackson. I've been banging on these streets so hard, call me King of Pop. Me and my girlfriend, I'm invincible. Just call me Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. I got the passion for fashion. I'm flashing like Michael Jackson. Just call- 
And we are back on the show, the Doc G Show. How you doing, guys? That was the Deacon. The Deacon. How you doing? I'm pumped, man. Call me Michael Jackson, you know? Yeah! Right here on Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM, Jacksonville, Florida. Check out the website, www.gshow.com. Check it. You can see all the shows. We're up to 66. Seven of them, 68 of them. Dang. One of those two. Pretty good amount. Guys, are you ready for another birthday suit? Yes, sir. We get, yes, sir. If we can get my angel, I think we are I think we can go for three, three for three today. We're on the second here, of course. Mm. Born in Western Australia, April 4th, 1979. Our yeah, birthday might. suit wearer started acting while he was in grammar school. Mm. Being heavily influenced by Gene Kelly. Gene? He graduated early from school to pursue a life in acting. His big break came in 2000 when he was selected to play in the movie The Patriot beside Mel Gibson. Oh, my gosh. R.I.P. to this guy, man. And? It's Heath Ledger, man. Heath Ledger. I'll finish the other roles, of course, Knight's Tale, Monster's Ball, Lord of Dogtown, and The Brothers Grimm, and lastly... Dark Knight, the Joker. Mm-hmm. He died in 2008. Gone too soon. Gone too soon indeed. Uh, I will say, and nothing against him, uh, I still like the 1989 Joker better than his Joker. Is that uh, Jack Nicholson? That's Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Nice. Yeah. I like both of them, but I like Jack's better. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the, the crazy fun Joker as opposed to the Who crazy Who was the Batman nihilist. in that one? Is that uh That was Michael Keaton. My, Michael Keaton. That's yeah, right. who I also like as Batman. I enjoy his Batman. Me too. I Did like you enjoy Batman Val better. Kilmer? Mm, yeah. No? Yeah. So is it, are you like Keaton Bale kind of guy? Yeah. I would be more like more Bale. so both of them than than Kilmer. I would say How sadly. About Clooney? The both of those guys need to know. They I need to, those need to be taken off the <laughs> list. <laughs> Dang. Anywho, guys, there are a couple things I like steaming hot in this world. Word. Dumplings. 
Um, ice cream. Coca-Cola. Wait, mm, what? That's actually really sick hot, isn't it? When you get like a really hot one, it's been sitting there for a long uh, time. Yeah, you yeah. Drink it. No good. Like in your car. Yeah, Woo. it's like you let it. You had it the day before, and, and then it, you like taste it after. And it's like super. Mm. It's either really stale if you've already opened it; it's just mm-hmm. flat as can be, or if it's if it's a new one and you open up, it's like super fizzy and just hot and enters your nasals, and it's oh horrible. Not a good time. Yeah, it's like almost acidic. Anyways, well, it is acidic, history crazy, is yeah. what I like. Hot guys. History oh. is what I like <laughs> okay. hot. Every yeah. now and then on the Doc G Show, we dish out some hot takes of history. Dish it. Guys, we've got tax day coming up in oh. just two weeks. Pay your taxes. My dad and grandpa's favorite. Have you done your taxes, gentlemen? They have. Hmm. Have you? No? no. Neither have I, Justin. I need to get my affairs in order quickly. Yeah. I have not. I need to get on it. Guys, we're going to do some hot takes of tax day. day. Oh, nice. HTH. Hot takes of history. Taxation without representation. It doesn't fit here, but I'm just saying. That's something that came to mind. Justin's just freestyle off the head. Abraham Lincoln imposed the first federal income tax on August 5th, 1861, gentlemen. Honest Abe. That's right. They needed the money to fund the Civil War on the Union side. Anyone that earned over $800 had to submit taxes. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty high, right? <laughs> pretty high salary. What is that like the equivalent to making now? Who knows? No. <laughs> <laughs> $800. No one knows. Uh, it. I, I would guess it's somewhere equivalent. I'm going to make a complete fake number up. Let's say 30000 Okay. Okay. That's probably nowhere close, but I'll go ahead and I was going to say 20-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. That sounds better. Let 20000 Oh, I checked meet my research. Twenty thousand. Just yeah. meet in the middle. <laughs> That's okay. HTH. Hey. Hot takes of history. <laughs> we didn't get a standard federal tax until 1913, however, because they got rid of that first one, guys. They After were like, the war. Yeah, yeah, they dropped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mandated in 1913, and anyone over three thousand dollars was taxed in 1913. The original tax form was three pages long. Holy sweet. Just for reference, there are over 480 tax forms right now on the IRS website. Blam. So, thank goodness for the computer. And it's gotten a little bit more elaborate. Tax. A little bit more elaborate. HTH. Hot takes of history. Now, most people aren't fans. I get it, right? Until of taxes. They get their money. I understand. But <laughs> our true. taxes are pretty relatively light to when we had the highest taxes in America. During World War II, the highest bracket had to pay 91% taxes. What the? On their income? Yeah. What? Lowest bracket had to pay 23%. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, you know we had to get that money for war. Yeah, really. had to get it. Sorry, everybody. Especially did. like right after like the Great Depression. So that's cool. everybody did their part. Apparently. H T H. Takes of history. The English government in 1691 decided that they would tax people based on the size of their house. How would they determine the size of their house? Mm-hmm. By the number of windows they had. 
What? As a result, what? everyone started boarding up their windows or building houses without, without windows. windows. That's awesome. Oh, that's good. Good loophole. Eventually, people started to suffer health problems from lack of ventilation. And so finally, the government was forced to repeal it about 160 years later in 1851. Nice. That's funny. Nice. HTH. Where's your windows? Where are what? I don't know. Takes of history. I don't know. HTH. There. I'm gonna cut that out. That's gonna that's gonna be a sound clip. <laughs> Texas has a unique tax. They call the poll tax. They have the poll tax. The poll, the poll tax. How, you how many polls you have in your house? Which mm. is a tax on strip clubs. Oh. Nice. And new dancing facilities. Hey, nice. The poll Our tax. Favorite. HTH. Takes of history. Guys, have you heard of Lady Godiva? No. Like Lady Godiva. That's yeah, like that's from a song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a story, guys. It's sort of a fable from England around uh, the year 1000. And apparently she was married to the king. King had very oppressive taxes on the people. So she pleaded with him because she, she was a lady of the people. She was like, hey, don't tax the people anymore. Yeah! And he was like, you know what? I won't tax the people anymore if you ride through the streets naked on a horse. Word. What? Yeah. Fair deal. I don't know why, why he came up why with that he, idea. <laughs> what a creeper. But that was How about th- this? You ride nude to the beach on our stallion. Yeah, that was the idea. So she did. Say what? Most scholars agree that this actually didn't happen. Um, but the story was made up, like I said, around 1,000. Um, maybe 1,200, somewhere in between that, that range. Interesting. And around the year 1,600... There was a new person that entered the story. What? The character of Peeping Tom. Oh. So when she rode through the streets, in the original story, everyone turned and looked away in honor of her. In the old, uh, as the story went along, Peeping Tom was the only one that said, "Get me a load of Lady Godiva." <laughs> 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 pretty excited about it. So, Peeping Tom became a thing around 1600. Now, so Peeping Tom is a product of taxes. That's right. Exactly. Weird. Exactly. H T H. Hot takes of history. Guys, the largest tax evasion in U.S. history was Walter Anderson in 2005. He was accused of moving wealth into offshore companies in Panama and the British Virgin Islands. He evaded paying taxes on over $500 million of income. Wow. That's not bad, not bad. Yeah, he's in jail right now. What company did he... uh... It was a telecom company. I didn't say there. I, there were multiple companies that he was moving money off of. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he reported sixty thousand dollars of a of a income when he had five hundred million uh, of, of income. Yeah. Guys, are you ready? It's time. It's time to get the deacon on the oh, line. Uh oh. We're gonna get the deacon on the line. He's gonna, gonna hit up Duvall. He's gonna let us know what he's up to. I'm excited. Ooh. Stick stick here on the Doc G Show. We'll be right back. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. 
WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Hey, this Rock Montana, Mucho Yo, and it's Rockin' Yellow on the Dot G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know? Guys, welcome back to the Doc G Show. Right now on the show, we've got Florida Original. Yes. We've got 305 Original. Yes. He's got more MFs than Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. The Deacon. <laughs> Deke, how's it going, man? Hey, man, what's going on, Doc G? How you doing, man? <sighs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You've been busy. You've been busy. What? Busy ain't the word. Well, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> you've uh you've got the march madness tour going on now how how'd you get set up with that man i had um they seen me perform in south by southwest man they asked me man and hit hit me up and say hey man do you want to be part of the tour can we add you on i was like of course you know very nice for work you know so that's what you know i i, I end up getting on there you you never you never stop with the work. I understand. I understand. Never, man. I ain't had a day off since October, man. <laughs> now, just uh, before the March Madness, you were at Beach Am in Orlando performing, and that was hosted by uh, by Master P. Say what? Yeah, man, that was live. That was a that was a hell of a show there, man. Especially being the legend up there, the icon that Master P is, he the one paved the way. That was like one of my biggest influence, like influence somebody that I like, you know, looked up to and wanted to pave the way as far as like the hustle, the game, and even, you know, the music. So I was like, man, that was crazy to see, to be with him and him, you know, seeing us up there. So that was a good vibe, man. Yeah. Did Now, did you guys get to actually say, huh? Did you say, huh, with P? Yeah, I sure did. And <laughs> he pulled up a drink with me. <laughs> Everybody, I was like, that's what's up, man. He, oh, he came out to the make him say, oh, I was like, nah, nah. I was like okay. It's a, I'll, I'll give it up to him, man. It's impressive that, you know, he, he hasn't got tired of that. You know, he hasn't, he, he doesn't get tired of performing that. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's what I've said. Even somebody that's worth, you know, nine figures and still go up there and give it to you like that. It's yeah. still amazing to watch and see at like a beach or something too. And that's like, whoa. And and he's uh he's been getting in shape recently. I noticed he's he's yeah. got a 90, 90 day challenge for Master P there. Pretty impressive. But that looked like a good concert, man. Uh, speaking of which, you you've been going all over the country, man. I noticed uh, yeah. and all over the world. I noticed yeah. uh, this past summer, you took a trip uh, and you were going all through Africa, man. You went to Egypt. You went to yeah. Kenya. You went to South yeah. Africa. Yeah, man, that was an amazing experience, man. Went on down there, me and the wife. When they hung out, went around the world and seen, you know, just exploring the world, wanting to see some different things. You know, we like traveling across the seas to see it. Make you appreciate life more, too. When you go over there and then you come yeah. back here and you be seeing this TV, like, man, we live in real life. <laughs> For real, you take our worst ghetto slums and put it over there. It's like they live in five stars in some places, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. And people sit here and be complaining and stuff about being brown. Like, listen, y'all don't even know what broke is, you know? (laughs) For real, man. If you got more than a dollar, two dollars in your pocket, man, you richer than 70% of the world. People don't even know that. That's true, man. That's very true. Now, what what was your favorite part of uh, Africa? What was was the most exciting part? Um, Cape Town, South Africa was like one of my best cities ever in the world. Just the... The town, the people, the vibes, the food, 
and the weather was just like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> you know we went on the safari you know yeah you know all the different animals very nice different things like that so that was just like a a crazy different thing like just seeing all of those things awesome. being involved in that yeah man yeah so back to the back to the music back to the tours you uh you just did south by southwest too you mentioned it as far as the march madness tour first of all how did that go it had to be a great experience man listen south by southwest listen my company the congregation entertainment man we went out there and did our thing man listen we represented for florida so high guarantee matter of fact for the world but florida boy then listen nobody put it on like we did out there man we had the street team out there i have i bought my drums in the street man so i had the marching drum walking in the street man they were playing and having everybody just bouncing and rocking down to the street while we got the big posters walking through man it was crazy man like the shows the street was just ridiculous well, i was about to say i saw you 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 brought a whole band basically i mean you were walking yeah. down the street like it was mardi gras like it was it yeah was crazy, i had man. a second line yeah, That's right. it was like crazy. So when we was in the streets, man, people were just like following us everywhere <laughs> we were going, taking pictures and snapping everywhere. It was like, wow, okay. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so did you get a chance to check out any of the uh, non-hip-hop artists uh, when you were down there? Because, I mean, they've got everything you can possibly imagine. Hmm. Well, we ended up rocking out with this uh, band from uh, Germany, this German band. Mm -hmm. man. They, uh, yeah, they big and stuff in Germany. Mm -hmm. And, and can, they, they kind of do like like a jazz kind of rock type of like kind of vibe. They, they are kind of band. And, and we linked with them on the street playing the marching drums and then got a chance to like doing their show. They was out back and they just started playing along. And it was like, we had a whole band in the streets now. Now I got the brass section. They had to do, start pulling out the tuba and the trombone and the trumpet, man. We yeah. started rocking out right there. Yeah, so that was a good, nice little mixture of music. You know what I mean? I like music, it. Universal language, man, spoke around the world. They never probably even jammed out to nothing like that. Well, he, the guy said he didn't. They didn't even speak English that good. <laughs> he was just like, bro, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's a, it, that's that's what South by Southwest is all about, man, that that yeah. mix, man. Now, I, I saw in a recent interview when you were up in Michigan that you said Detroit has the best food. Wow. Yeah, man. Now, Detroit, yeah. Now, I mean, you've been all over the world. You've been to Italy. You've been to New York. You've been everywhere, and you're giving Detroit the best food title. Mm, man, top. If they ain't the best, boy, they probably like top two or three. Cape <laughs> uh, Town, good. Jamaica is like my favorite. I, I think Jamaica is always like I'll probably put like for, but Detroit is consistent with all their food. See, that's the thing. Like you go to, you could go to a. Uh, to a soul food restaurant you could go to uh just a little cuisine you could go to a chinese restaurant wherever you go the people season they food so well it's like oh my gosh who's back here cooking it's just like <laughs> with italian no matter where you go it's just like my gosh these people like who is somebody grandma back Sweet. here doing nice like, yeah so yeah they have right. they have the best food so if you ever in detroit yeah man, Get you some grub. All right, all right. Where, where's, where's the best dish? What's the, what's the, what was the best like restaurant you went to in Detroit? Hmm. The best dish would probably be they have turkey chops up there. Yeah. See, I wasn't familiar with turkey chops till I went up there. So 
that's like you know substitutes for like pork chops and those things are so amazing they have them at uh this spot called mandy's it's a uh, like a spot like kind of like in the hood but man they man eat it so good then they have another spot for like silk uh like a seafood mm-hmm. thing it's called Detroit seafood market <clears throat> they have like a brunch that they do on like sundays man when they have like the, uh this band and everything and they're saying stuff like that man the food they're just amazing they have everything you can think of all right all right yeah. mandy's and seafood market i'm t- I, yep. I i literally wrote it down next there time i'm go. in detroit i'm headed up That's there right. Now, another thing on the life on the road, I've noticed on the road, a lot of times you rock the BMW i8 for yeah. like the, the the past two years, man. That's like, that's like a that's like a dream car for me. Does it feel like right. you're driving in, in the future when you're driving that car? Mm, yeah, driving a little spaceship, man. Yeah. And it's like... It's just like it sound like you, you're riding in a spaceship. It's so quiet, too. Nice. Man, like, Nice. Yeah, it was definitely a nice little ride. You give it a five star rating? Mm. I give it about a four and a half. Okay. Okay. You know. All right. Fair enough. Because it don't have a sunroof on it. Oh. The sunroof would have been amazing, you know, but it don't have a sunroof. Because I, I guess the roof has something to do with the engine and all of that. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to talk. We need to talk to BMW. Get them to work around that. Get a sunroof <laughs> you know, for the next. For real, I'm gonna have to talk to him see about getting a convertible i8. Exactly, that that would be mean right there. That would be mean. That'd yeah. be good. Uh, let's take a step back because right now you've got two hot singles out. You've you've had my uh, call me Michael Jackson out for a while. You yeah. you you've got mother out, but you haven't always been in front of the mic. You were no. you were producing before you started rapping. Yes, correct, man. I just started rapping maybe about two years ago. I started off producing. Uh, I had like a few little groups around here. And then I, I had a big break with uh, Noriega, you know. Uh, yeah. Nori, yeah, who was the guy Dream Chance. So I started with him. And that led to, he opened up the door that to, to led to working with other artists like Ross and Wayne, different stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we, we trans over to uh, the TV side of doing sound scoring and stuff with like just animated film and then started doing like t- uh, background music for tv shows commercials and movies and stuff like that very nice very nice <laughs> yeah so at the same then just came out with that call me michael jackson was my first rap song i ever did yeah and so yeah. so what, what what caused the 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 change there what what made you say you know what i i i, I want to go in front of the mic i want to be an artist instead of a producer hmm. well, it was it was basically about the phone, you know. I guess people around you telling you to do it. Yeah. Because like, when I did the Michael Jackson, I had dropped it, and my boy, I was in the studio, I was just rapping. He's like, "Man, you need to record that." I'm like, "For real?" He's like, "Yeah, go ahead." Mm. And I recorded it, and then I was like, "Man, let me put a verse on here." And I put a verse on it, and I kind of just ain't do nothing for a while, and then like months later, people came to me like, "Yo, this is hot." Yo, what you doing? You know, so I'm like, "All right, man, let me, you know, let me see about putting it out there." And I like put it out. Just a little lightly between, like, you know, family, friends, see how it goes. You know, yeah. it's working it a little bit. Then it started taking off. People was vibing to it. I was like, damn, I can't be a one-hit wonder. So <laughs> I was like, I got to get, I got to put some work in. I got to take this for real now. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, like, after a while, then 
about within the next year, Mother F, uh, the MF song, was yeah, the second song I did. Nice, and that nice. came out so crazy. So I was like, oh yeah, this is what I need to be doing. <laughs> confidence got, you know, just got better, and it was like, oh, and then I'm, I'm hearing like, man, you don't sound like nobody else, man. You got your own kind of little style going on and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right. Is what I need to be doing this. Nice, nice. Now, now, even before you, you've been in music for a while because even before you were producing, you were playing, you were playing drums, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, do you still get, do you still get behind the drum set from time to time? Mm, yeah, man, it's therapeutic sometimes, man. If I, well, I see a drum set, sometimes I see, I be like, man, I'm gonna go hop on this right now. <laughs> I be in the store, be in somebody's shop, a restaurant. It would just hop on the set and start playing. You nice. Know what I mean? So yeah, I get on there and rock out a little bit. Very and nice. Then I'm gonna start uh, playing some live. Uh, I'm gonna start playing some drums live on on a few tracks and stuff I have coming out on the album. Nice man. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, I was cruising your social media, bunch of different social media, the Instagram, Twitter, and I actually came across your LinkedIn. Oh. And I noticed on LinkedIn, you've got a degree from UCF. And, and, and it's in molecular biology. Yes, sir. That is you impressive, know, that, man. Yes, educated brother here. You know what I mean? Had to, had to get it right, man. I like it. I like it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, definitely had to get in that work, man. You know, I come from, come from the streets, man. The background of the way you know they tell you want to be nothing or have nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was definitely a cool thing to go out and and, and make that happen. You know. Well. Well, speaking of the background, I mean, you're living up in Orlando now, but you grew up in Carroll City. Say what? Yeah, right? Carroll City, man, yeah. Home of a lot of big names, man. Uh, yep. Rick Ross, Flo Rida, Gunplay, Big D, yep. all coming yep. out of uh, Carroll City. How, how, do you, how do you think Carroll City shaped your music? Hmm. It is, it's, and that's what people need to feel like. Carroll City is in us, man. Like, we was born... Not born, it was like we was taught up and brought up the music side. Like everybody that's from Kara City, like the music side, the band side, like they took serious. Mm -hmm. So even like from elementary school to middle school to in the band, it was like you was, it was the cool thing to do also. Is either you play sports or you in the band down there. See, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of people look at baby like fan geeks, knowing Miami, Kara City, our culture was like, yeah, you were part of the band, you part of something cool, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Doing mm -hmm. something. So like even Rick Ross is in the band, you had Flo Rida was in the band, you had Big D was in the band, you have Major Lazer, you know, they from Kara City. You got a lot of different people that's that's from it and it just instilled in you and, and, and they took it serious. It was like a competition. It was like you got hazed if you didn't hit a note right, you know what I'm saying? You gonna run. Nah, hey, go give me a run. Like, drop and give me 50 push-ups right now because you ain't played this right. And, then, and and that structure, I guess, just stick to you. And, you you know, you take it to the up to the next level of uh, music. You know what I mean? They stick to you. And you take that same discipline, I guess, on the rapping side and on the other side. So yeah. it's just only right and destined that you have 
you know, people come out of there, uh, you have so much talent as far as music-wise, especially yeah. out of Carroll City because it's taken so seriously. Man, I, sh- I should have been from Carroll City because I was in that uh, that band geek <laughs> thing. I was in band, and I was just a geek, man. I should have been down there. I would have been one of the right. cool kids. Come on. Right. You would have been the cool kids. Yeah, the band guys get all the girls and Jeez. all of that. So they the cool guys. I was in the wrong city. Yeah, you're in the wrong city. Yeah, man. Now, that's a different ball game. You know, <laughs> you got there. Now, well, well speak, speaking of, you know, you, you say you, you got sports or you got band, you know, you, that that was your two big outlets, right? And yeah. uh, in Carroll City, uh, sport great, Andre Johnson. One, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my god brother. That's your god brother right there. And I, I've seen I've seen you guys together a lot, you know, being being so close with Andre. What did you learn from his Hall of Fame career that sort of carried over into your career that you could segue? Hmm. Uh, I see the the work hard and and uh, you know watching the people around you, you know, <clears throat> making sure you know people have good intentions, certain things, certain. Uh, far as I guess, like living uh, like a different lifestyle too uh, also from them what we was also used to of, of bringing up and coming mm-hmm. up to you know mm-hmm. so learning how to you know conduct yourself and and being in certain situations you know being in you know going places 50d partying hard <laughs> popping my, like doing all of those things so it's like we've done those things so much now it's like ah none <laughs> of those things really matter to me now because we had done it so much early you know, at young age, so you know. I, I got it. I got it, man. I saw in a recent interview that they asked you who you wanted to collaborate with, and you said Phil Collins or Sade. Sweet. Yes, sir. What's your favorite <laughs> Phil Collins song, man? <sighs> My favorite. Because I mean, I used to go. I used to go to the the Miami Hurricanes games all the time, and when they hit the in the air tonight. That yeah, was in the air. Definitely is definitely one of the. I'll probably have to go back to maybe his Gen- Genesis days. Yeah, Invi- yeah invisible um, touch. I I'll say, yeah, one more night. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, uh, I guess I guess all lost for that for sure. Okay, that some of the slower time. jams. Yeah, you know, another day in paradise. There it is. Yeah, I like you it, know. man. Okay, okay. If, if, uh, I, I got another Phil Collins question a little bit later, but yes! uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about your music right now. You got two, like I said, you got two singles out. You got MF or you got Michael Jackson. Now uh, you actually obviously censored. You you have a censored version of MF or that's why we're saying MF. Yes! Uh, yes! <laughs> it seemed like that song would be almost impossible to censor, but you did it. And it, yeah. and I got to be honest, it, it's creative. You know, you got a lot of you got a lot of variables in there that you're throwing around. I like it because it still has the same vibe. Yes! A lot of times when you censor a song like that, you don't get the same vibe to it, and you didn't lose anything by censoring it. Sounds really good, man. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're just going in and say, all right, man. We. It's a feel-good song anyway. Yeah. The song is this, it's this to feel good. You know, you live good. You know, some funny stuff. You know, a feel-good record. Like, that's why I wanted to bring a real good light to the, to the word MF anyway. You know, that's why in the song, you don't hear nobody getting killed. Nobody got shot. Nobody yeah. Just like, yeah, we living good, man. You know, we want to feel good. Just things that you can vibe to. So, 
that's what I want to do and create the clean route. I was like, man, how the heck am I finna pull this <laughs> with all of this stuff? But, you know, I guess we made it work. I, mean, I actually had to do it like two or three times, though. Nice. Two or three birds because some version, somebody be like, ah, oh, this is too, a little too close. Too close. <laughs> then, you know, I just made one totally different. Just was like, all right, this is. All right, just substitute the words out and everything else. Nice, nice. Now, both of these singles, both of the singles we talked about are coming out on new mixtape, uh, Life Outside the Church. Um, yes, when, when, When is that going to drop? Hmm. Hopefully next month sometime. Okay. Uh, looking to drop that probably at the end of the month sometime. Cause no. I'm about to go on tour, on the college tour right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, so here first, I'm letting you know the name of the tour here first on your show. Yeah. Five dog G, the Deacon Educated Hustle Tour. That's where I'm going on. Nice. The Philly on April 8th, I think. Yeah. Uh, so very nice. You heard it here, folks. First, yeah. first, first. I, I like first. it, man. Sweet. So this this album, it's it's like you said, the first two singles. They're really they're celebratory. They're they're fun. They're 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 high paced. They're, they're a celebration. Is the whole album a celebration, or do we have some, you know, some slower right. songs, some more serious yeah. songs? Yeah, you have some seriousness. That's why you, you go to it. It's the life outside the church, man. Mm-hmm. It's the next of the, of the mixtape. You have songs where you, 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 it's telling a story from the beginning to the end. It's going to have your, your feel good, then you have your your real life story, you know, where I'm telling my story of giving a little bit of me, then mm-hmm. you got some stuff to where you know what really goes on the street then you got your stuff for the ladies you know mm-hmm. definitely got some records for the ladies you know nice got them good taken care of you know what i'm saying so yeah so good good all, all around all around all around you got something for everybody on here bro. now i heard you have some you have some features on the album hmm. can, can, can we expect phil collins on this album is he on this album? Uh, <laughs> nah, not yet. We gonna get him on. We gonna get him on the album. This is just the mixtape, but for the album, well, I'm, I gotta go. I'm gonna go pull up. Phil, go big. Phil, whatever you need. How much you want, Phil? I like it, man. So you get got something on the on this mixtape. You, do you have some big players from uh, from Miami being on it? Hmm. Nah, you know the mixtape pretty much surrounded by me this time. Okay. Like I have one feature. He's actually from Jacksonville. Nice. He, uh, I'm gonna have him on there. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, um, that's about it. That's about my. Own. Oh, I have a singers on there. I have Charles Reed. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, uh, dang, what's the? Oh, Ultra Love. Mm-hmm. So. Very nice, very nice. But it's, it's, it's more focused on, on you for the mixtape. For the album, yeah, you may have yeah. more features on it. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. I'm excited for the album. I mean, you've, you've been working on this for, for a pretty good while, right? Mm-hmm. How, how, yes, about how long's gone into this? About, what, two years, two and a half? No, i say about a year or so. But it, it's just a whole bunch of, well, as far as I've, I've been putting together a whole bunch of songs. So I have a, a whole bunch of songs. Mm-hmm. But as far as putting the project, this project, the songs that's going on this project, maybe like within a few months of just putting it together, like saying, okay, this song fit for this, this song fits for that. Yeah. So, so certain songs don't make this project, gonna make the next one. Uh, certain things like that, like I have certain singles and things lined up that's not gonna make this project, you know, so. 
that's going to be available for the next. I like it, man. Well, Deke, we're up against a break, man, but I, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And next time oh, you're in Duval, you're going to have to stop by the studio, man. Listen, I'm coming by there to come mess with you, dog. You <laughs> understand me? You're going to make it happen, dog. You know? I like it, man. Brutal, you know what I'm saying? And show these big dogs, you know what I'm saying? We big dogs. They just cuddling cats. There it is. Yes! There it is. Big dogs over here. Tell them how we run it. You understand? 95.5 with my partner, dog G. Yes! I like it, man. Guys. You better get right or get left. You can you can you can catch his music anywhere. You can stream his music on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud, wherever you want. You can check him out on Twitter and Instagram at Deacon305. We're gonna play the censored version of MFR. Deke, why don't you introduce the song for the listeners? Man, this is my single, man. Y'all go get up out your seat, man. If you're driving right now, I, I'm telling you, just go ahead and put that seat up in the in the upright position. You know what I mean? Get right, because this thing going down. It's that my single MF, you, you know, if you're feeling good, you're living, if you got a bad day, anything bad happening, just throw this song on. I promise you, you're going to feel better. So go ahead and drop this MF on them and let them know what time it is, dog G. Yeah. There it is. Keep it locked here on the yeah, Doc yeah, G Show. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. This my song. Alright, talk. I'm feeling good in the moon. Enjoy your mother, mother life. Living good in the mud. Oh yeah. I got plenty money, so I spend it like a mug. I'm so mother lover sauce. Feel like mother freaking jig. They like, what the hell you doing? Stay out my mother loving business. I'm on my mother mother grind. Don't waste my mother mother time. Got that mother mother goo up on my mother mother mind. Making more moves than Master Musa in my mother prime. Not gonna cry to clean you. Give me my mother mother crap. Got my four five chains out. Rocky Rocky can't go. Sliding in the bins out. Ain't no ain't no Rocky can't go. Hit the mother strip clubs. Got your bitch go berserk. Enjoying mother, mother life, living gooder than the mud. I got plenty money, so I spend it like a mug. I'm so mother love feel like mother freaking jiggy. They like, what the hell you doing? Stay out my mother loving business. Enjoy my mother loving life, feeling gooder than the mud. Enjoy my mother loving life, living gooder than the mud. Enjoy my mother loving life, doing what I mother love to do. Motherfucker, don't worry about me, cause I ain't worried about you. She found it in the mud. Thick chick got my feet harder than the mud. Why that baby hood wing me like a mud? Ooh, that cat was stankin' in the mud. So I left the chick, tryna get dirty, filthy rich. Got more mother, mother pills than a food pharmacist. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Alright, Peter Burnham Mac. Ooh, I got my MF, then that boy Samuel Jack. Enjoy your mother, mother life. Living gooder than the mud. Oh, yeah. I got plenty money, so I spend it like a mug. I'm so mother lover sauce. Feel like mother freaking jiggy. They like, what the hell you doing? Stay out my mother loving business. Enjoy my mother loving life. Feeling gooder than the mud. Enjoy my mother loving life. Living gooder than the mud. Enjoy my mother loving life. Doing what I mother love to do. Motherfucker, don't worry about me, cause I ain't worried about you. Enjoy my mother loving life. Losing in my mother. Cause my money, death, death, death. 
G Show, The Deacon. Hell yeah! Coming in hot from the Dude. 305, guys. Can't wait till he makes it up here, man. That's right. He is going to make it up here. And he's going to hang with us. That's a fact. We're big dogs. Oh, yeah. Not lap cats. Nope. And that's right. Smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. These are all things that describe him. What? MFers. I-8. BMW I-8. I hope when he comes up here, he brings it. And you I'm going to ask what? him if I can I can ride with him. Ride shotgun? Yeah. What? Going into the future, you know. It makes that exact sound. One more time. Electric whizzers. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so, guys, what? let's go to the birthday soup. Let's Last do one. it. Last one. Here we go. Born on April 5th, 1965, Manhattan, New York. Manhattan. Our birthday suit wearer has been acting since he was five. Hmm. He had a dysfunctional childhood, however. His father was a producer and actor who was uh, also directed films, allowed him to smoke marijuana at the age of six. Woohoo! Not synthetic, the real stuff. Oh. The natural good. marijuana. Not that spice crap. Uh, in 1985, he had a big break being cast on Saturday Night Live. But he was cut the next year because of bad ratings in the show. Only one year on the show. His break in movies came with his role in Weird Science in 1980s. He went on to play in Tropic Thunder, Iron Man, The Avengers, Sherlock Holmes, and Due Date. Name that birthday suit wearer. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is correct. Best at Iron Man. I love the Iron Man series. He is a fantastic... He plays that part really well. He's a pretty eccentric character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He was quite He's addicted cool to drugs dude. through the 90s. I could see I that. Heard. I heard. Didn't he make like a, like a comeback? Or like, well, yeah, oh, yeah. He's already made the comeback. Yeah. Like, well, like, well, you know, as I was saying, right, he was famous in the 80s, like real, you know, real big in the 80s. He was known as part of the Brat, the brat Pack, you know, brat pack. Of, of like the, the big time young actors and actresses, mm-hmm. you know, with the folks from like Pretty in Pink and, and uh, 16 Candles and those movies. True. And... Then he got really involved in substance abuse and basically faded off the map for like the whole 90s. And then he made this really strong comeback in the 2000s and obviously was, you know, the biggest part of his career. I mean, you know, I'd say everyone knows him for Iron Man, Mm -hmm. not for weird science. He he kills Iron Man. I have to admit, I've never seen it. Wait, what? What? (laughs) 
right, we need to sit you down. Sorry, I dropped that bomb on you guys. Force wow. you against your will and make you watch. Screw this, I'm leaving. I can guarantee we're you. Done. We're out of here. I guarantee you 100%. If Robert Downey Jr. comes on this show, I'll watch all of his movies. Every single one of them. Okay. Deal. Now, uh, I have seen Tropic Thunder. Yes! Tropic Thunder's it. pretty, uh, I mean, yeah. I love classic. It. So there you go. Anyways, guys, we've got another great show. Another great show coming up. I mean, this one was great with the Deacon on it. Always. We've got another fantastic show. I mean, I was talking to the Deacon about going to South by Southwest. We've got another South by Southwest alumni coming next week. Say what? We have got Caleb Cottle on the show. Ooh. Fantastic Americana singer. It's going to be a fantastic show. I'm very excited. He's from Winston-Salem. We're going to talk about the NC. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about his love for wrestling. We're going to talk about... His love for pizza. I'd like to see him uh, wrestle pizza. you. Nope. I would not like to wrestle him. Is he a big dude? Nope. I don't, I don't care, know. But seeing Doc G get beat up would be funny. I, yeah. I'm. I would fall into a fetal position immediately and start <laughs> crying. That's how I would defend nice. myself. Okay. By that I mean I would not defend myself at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, we got to end the show. It's the end of the show, so we are going to move on. But I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Goodbye for now. Until next week. Until we meet again. There it is. And Dave Burles, Berlin. Peace out, MFers. There it is. Open and closed. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.